0: All right, all right, all right, back at it in 2021, it's Buckets and Beyond, we end this thing. I'm your host, Ben Seibel, and this is your Friendly Neighborhood Maps podcast, and my co-host, Andrew Lagoon Bennett, is here. And we are joined by a very, oh-so-very special guest, my cousin Tito, all the way from Colorado to talk Mavs basketball. What
1: up?
0: (laughs) We're we're really excited because he is a Mavs fan in enemy territory. He's in the thick of it. And we really just wanted to kind of pick his brain and kind of let him share his experiences about what it's been like. Um, to be far from the promised land um, and and still up in your squad, so um, hey, he still got this shirt. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. That shirt came always, that always,
2: always flying the colors, you know. Right. Always
0: so he, so for those just listening, he, Tito re- was representing his the future is now shirt that we got at the bachelor party that I had all these guys at and um we, we kind of joke around that like that shirt came a year too early because we got <laughs> luca then ne- or we got kp the next year um but anyway back to the <laughs> we got we
2: got luca or we got kp like four months after that bachelor party though
0: it was the we next did. year but yeah. it was
2: the bachelor party yeah. was october November. it was october november right and then february rolled around beginning uh. of february and yeah, we pick up K. So the
0: Bachelor Party, we got the shirt at the wedding, like we were talking we were talking about the KP trade. We were like, oh my gosh, this KP trade just dropped. Like this is insane. Um, but anyway, back to the topic of hand. So Tito, as a Mavs fan in Denver, you said on the last pod that Denver fans hate you. <laughs> Why is that?
1: True. I uh may or may not be a little overly obnoxious when it comes to <laughs> Nuggets. I mean, uh, although being it the last few years may not have been our best against them. Cause you know, all I all I hear is, oh, you know, Joker, this Jamal Murray, that blah, blah, blah. And I got to represent showing up to the games, you know, it's fun. And, uh, I am proud of the, I do the only Nuggets games I've been to were Mavericks games. So show up with my dirt jersey on i haven't gotten to uh not in these recent years having to wear my new luca jersey out there so that one's coming but <laughs> yeah you got, i gotta let them rub it in every now and then you know like i said we've uh i think actually i've only we've only won like one game that i've been to but uh-huh. still you know then they'll start to rub it in my face and i bust out the numbers on them <laughs> i had to do a little research and show them like hey Mavericks have the head-to-head record versus the Nuggets overall. Mm. Last season, I think we were two out of three games we beat them. Yeah. So I always got to poke that back at them. So, yeah, I, I, I let them have it. I mean, they, of course, they give it back to me as it is. But, hey, got to stand my ground.
0: Yeah. And I think, like, the last, last season was a weird – was especially weird, mm-hmm. um, but it ended – on like the, the, the whole COVID season, uh, you know, happened right after the Mavs played the Nuggets yeah. in, in a game where Bobon dropped, I think, 31 points. He just went off, mm-hmm. and KP wasn't on the bench. It was just uh, Luka and, and Bobon going crazy, right? Yeah. So, in Denver, that's the loss that the Nuggets fans had to sit on for Mm -hmm. I guess like what three four months until play resumed what was that that like because that's like you can like keep rubbing it in over and over or what was that like
1: yeah they I mean obviously you know they they had the better record at the time but still you know (laughs) where you you can't a loss is a loss no matter if you're sitting on top of the mountain or not you still that final game that that kind of sits with them that's kind of just itches at them so you got to poke, got to poke at him a little bit here and there.
0: Yeah. And
1: sorry, go ahead.
2: I'm interested. I'm wondering, I wonder, cause, cause I look at the Nuggets as, as similar to the Mavericks and like a very up and coming team. One of their frontline stars is a Euro and Jokic. Um, it, like I, I find a lot of parallels with the Mavericks uh, mm-hmm. and with the Nuggets and like, our franchise is oftentimes kind of overlooked or like doesn't get the respect it deserves. I feel like nuggets fans and have reason to feel kind of the same way. Is that an area of like, do you got, do you feel a little bit of, I don't know, empathy, or can you share a little bit or is it more like, no, we're rivals. We're like up and coming. We've got Jamal Murray and Jokic. Like they're kind of a franchise on the rise at the same time. The Mavericks are looking to be a franchise on the rise um does that does that ever come into play and in kind of your interaction or what you've seen uh in denver like from denver fans uh are there a lot more like maybe fair weather kind of like we, we're probably going to see an influx of like luca bandwagon mavericks fans which mm. like welcome aboard like hop on board there's plenty of room but yeah. have you have you noticed some of that uh, i mean it, just over the years uh just observing maybe nuggets fans and living in denver
1: yeah um a little bit like you said they feel like they've kind of been a little overlooked like us you know they we have good teams they have they usually always have pretty good teams and it's of course you know the you got to get to the end to get the recognition but yeah for, for the most part i mean i i feel like for me mostly i'm the one that kind of tries to start the rivalry almost because i don't think Dallas and Denver, you know, has a huge rivalry. I mean, we're in the same conference, but uh, – so we play so, somewhat often. But, I mean, I, I feel like it's mostly myself trying to, trying to impose as the, you know, oh, we're going to be the, – we're the ones coming up. We're, I know they're coming up too, you yeah. know. You know, they make Western Conference finals. And so I feel like I, it's most – I feel that's – yeah, it's mostly like – I think it's just my side of it that's kind of, kind to get the jab while Start, I can. Starting
2: shit, poking the bear. Yeah, yeah. It. I I, feel, I I've talked about this on the pod several times. Ben, we've echoed this a lot of how in Dallas, it's very much like the Mavericks play second fiddle to the Cowboys, no matter how good the Mavericks are. Which, like, objectively, over the last twenty to twenty-five years, the Mavericks have been the premier franchise in in the Metroplex. Mm-hmm. We've won a championship. We've been a perennial playoff team. Uh, We have the Dirk era. We're starting the Luka era. Is, is Denver a a basketball town? Cause they have the Rockies, they have the Broncos. The Broncos are probably are the more successful, I think professional franchise. So is it hard? You kind of spoke to, it's hard to kind of instigate stuff with them because there's not maybe that intensity of, of fan. In Denver, have have you noticed that there's kind of an imbalance of like the Nuggets are just kind of this like they're the other team in in the city, and it's and nine to ten months out of the year it's Broncos, it's kind of the focal point is on is on those other teams.
1: Have you felt that at all? I feel like when I first got here, that's kind of how it was because you know, like you said, the Broncos were kind of taking off. Manning had just came to town, and so they were on the rise. And then, like you said. Nuggets are basically the same way. They're just like second tier to the Broncos. But in these last few years, they've, Broncos have started to go down the Rockies. You know, they're kind of, I feel like they're almost like the Rangers. You never know where they're going to end up. But (laughs) as as of these last couple of years, I feel, you know, the Nuggets have been making their moves. And so there, I think it's starting to turn now to, especially, yeah, like I said, last year they were Western conference finals. So they're really pushing the Nuggets. So it's, it's yeah. getting interesting. Now.
0: I see. I see. Um, I I think kind of the going into last season's playoffs, the, the, all of these different Western Conference teams are jockeying for position and jockeying for like the, the matchups they want. Um, as Mavs fans, we felt comfortable playing just about anybody not named the Clippers. But um do you feel um that the nuggets were uh purposefully trying to avoid the mavericks in a playoff matchup and and do you, and i guess a bigger question is what do you what is the uh the nuggets fan uh perception of luca kp and everybody um because we have stepped at least in the last season we stepped up a bunch so like what what do you do you think that they were trying to avoid them for that matchup and do you think like what, what do you think the overall perception is of the mass from the from Nuggets fans. Yeah,
1: I think a little bit because, you know, like I said, we kind of had their number last year where, you know, it's – we always play, play them tough. We, it's always a good game. So, I mean, they kind of knew what, what we were coming in, like, you know, if we were to be the ones to play them. So, they kind of knew, like, the, the – they knew the team, you know. And then that's another thing, you know, they, they respect the team because – Like everyone, like you were talking about joining the Luka bandwagon, you know, they, they see what they see what's coming. (laughs) So like, they know, like they're, I don't know if they're necessary, they they might not want to say they're scared, but I mean, the future is now, (laughs) but there it is.
0: So So, the organization won't say they're scared. What do you like, do you Nuggets fans, like when you inject them with the truth serum, what what, what do they say about the Mavs?
1: They just brush her off. Oh, you guys haven't been good since Dirk. You that—that's all I hear. Oh my god! I, I was like, hey, we at least he got it done. So, <laughs> where, where, where's your jewelry to show for her? what you got? <laughs> I yeah. They're gonna—they're gonna learn. They're gonna—they're gonna learn soon
0: enough. Sheesh. <laughs> um, well, the, another thing I wanted to ask was. Um, the, the Nuggets have a uh, an up and coming uh, young talent in Michael Porter Jr. and er, and they drafted him, to stash him away as he recovered from his injuries. Um, do you, what is the, um, the what is their expectation? Like what are, are are their hopes for him going forward? Um, because I do remember one uh, a while back he was quoted to say that he was better than Luka Doncic, and. This is before he had even played a game in the NBA. He said he's better than Luka Doncic because he was hearing all of the draft hype surrounding Luka. Um, so, what what do you what do Denver fans like expect from him? And and what do what do you think?
1: Denver, Denver I Feel like they're pretty big on him right now. He's starting to step it up slowly. You know, like you said, they kind of try to stash him away, if as you will, and. They've obviously got, you know, Jokic's their number one. Jamal Murray's doing his thing. So I feel like I think they try to bring in Millsap to maybe be their three or something, but he, or their, you know, their third big star.
0: We wanted Millsap really badly, by the way.
1: Yeah. He was, he was. mm. He's kind of, you know, he's stepping in to be that role as, you know, their big super, their next superstar. So They're pretty high up on him right now. And he's so far, he's, you know, showing up
0: yeah he's super athletic he can shoot like I, I before you know I really wanted you know that seemed like a player that I think the Mavs would have been good with I, I've always been a Michael Porter Jr. fan so um as far as um there was a quote another quote uh that Luca uh, had said a while back saying about Jokic wanting to come to Dallas mm-hmm. and I thought <laughs> my brothers were like okay well um That'd be interesting. Uh, I just don't. I don't know how didn't that he, would work.
2: Didn't he give a non-like tampering question answer to it? He's kind of like, I don't want to. I don't want to be tampering.
0: Maybe I said it right. Yeah, I'm sorry. But no, no, distorted. no. You you're you're right on
2: track. But it was very coy, and it was very like, I'm not in charge of those decisions. Like, I don't know about the cap space, but like. <laughs> Yeah, I enjoy playing with them. It's fun to play on the same team.
0: <laughs> and this is probably like around the All-Star break or something like that when they're mm-hmm. actually like playing together. Um so because I think yeah
1: during the yeah. All-Star break had a, somebody those a photo came out, you know, all the bunch of the Euro guys were sitting, you know, having dinner yeah. at the table. And yeah. the in the
2: bubble, you had like Goran Dragić, Jokić, Doncic, all if the, itches, into the Itches, itch. yeah, yeah, Vucevic, yeah. Buc- yeah. uh, <laughs> um, everybody around the table. Sasa
0: Pavlovich came out of retirement to go to this thing. <laughs> in, uh, but so I guess what's the, so when somebody like if our best player says that your best player, your Nugget best player wants to play with us. How mm-hmm. do you remember if there was like a certain reaction from Nuggets fans? Um, yeah. or...
1: I mean, they, they don't want to hear nothing about it. because you know that, <laughs> Obviously, that's their guy. So that's I feel, but I, I think like the way that kind of the organization seems like you, you never know what could happen. You know, they've gotten rid of good talent and they either don't bring other pieces. I mean, they're doing it now, you know, they're bringing in the guys to help Joker out. And, but yeah, that'd be, I feel that'd be tough for anybody, you know, like, like what feels the other way, you know, if he's trying to, yo, Luca would be great over here. Like, no, no, no. Let's just stop (laughs) right there yeah yeah I think they, they don't want to hear nothing about it I'll bring it up you know of course you see all the scenarios all oh, possible we'll trade half our team away and bring mm. in a, a guy like Jokic but I don't know I feel like a few you, your team's got a good chemistry now it's almost like like the James Harden type of stuff you know everyone wanted to they want Harden here Harden there like different players, you know, they'll match up differently with, you know, with the team that's already there. So it's kind of. Yeah.
0: I, I personally don't ever see it happening. I just think it's funny that he like verbalized that. Yeah. <laughs> because he did. not I mean, I, like, I think KP is just a better fit for Luca because he sure. plays more better defense and because he can, you know, create his shot the way that he does. Um, I don't know how well it would work if Jokic and Luka were both pass-happy type players, you know. Um, I'm sure they could figure it out, but I I like who we have, and I'm not by by any means trying to, like, make that move. Um, Plus, I think, like – and and I I think Andrew can speak to this too, like, kind of like you said. I think the Mavs fans respect the Nuggets. Mm -hmm. Like, they – see the the way that they're building the team uh, the way that they built it by the draft through with Murray and um, and Jokic and the way that they put these pieces around them and like every time i saw you like it seemed like the nuggets had gotten like a notch better like than the year before and it's yeah like, chipping away chipping away like earning respect like you know had a playoff matchup and and the next one like they got it into the next round and like um so the what the west is full of teams like i'm not crazy for and i have certain personalities i don't like but the nuggets have like a lot of really cool fun players to watch and Mm -hmm. Jokic is one of the best in the league so i don't have any ill will towards nuggets fans like you know i i I welcome them with open arms um Mm -hmm. but it's just fun we're we're having fun here like it's just
1: yeah exactly (laughs) um yeah, they're, they're a fun team to watch. I mean, like, especially here, you know, I don't get all the Mavs games, you know. I mean, but I think luckily for us, we're have we're like what second or third in the most nationally televised games this year. Yeah. So some wild so we'll probably, like that. Yeah, I'll be watching a few of those and I think yeah, tomorrow night also. But yeah, I mean the Nuggets are a fun team to watch. They're exciting. They're like you said, they play like Dallas, you know, high scoring offense, and so it's it's pretty similar. And, I mean, they're kind of – their fans are kind of itchy to – they want they, they want to get to the next level.
0: Yeah, and, and we were definitely rooting for them against the Clippers. And we, mm-hmm. we thought that oh, was yeah. so cool at the way that they they dismantled them. And um, we – yeah, that was – but at the same time, we were like, well, if could've we had just us. gotten one – if, if we us. had just gotten one slot up, like we would have
2: – If we had had – if we had had a healthy – KP all 7 games. I think Ooh, I think we would have I think we would have taken we would have at least taken the Clippers to the limit. I think it's a coin mm-hmm. toss whether we beat them because I mean cuz the I think a lot like the similarities are actually a little uncanny with this team because you have you have a young core of Jokic, uh, Murray and Michael Porter Jr. all of which are 25 and younger which mm-hmm. almost exactly describes the Mavericks currently with a young core of Luca KP, Tim Hardaway is a little bit older, but everyone else on the team is 27 and younger. Uh, if you want to throw in Jalen Brunson is the only other, like the next youngest guy that I would throw in is maybe like a core guy alongside those two. Uh, both teams like gave the Clippers what for, I think for similar reasons, because you had, these Euros that know how to space the floor, who do a great job getting everybody involved. Some super talented and just uh, gutsy play out of Jamal Murray. Um, and even like the, the start of this season, we're currently three and four with the Mavericks for, with, for a number of different reasons, some underperforming games. The Nuggets are also three and four. They're the previous three-season like, Western Conference finalists. But they're also three and four with some a couple of duds uh, so far in the schedule. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to watch this season play out, and and just see like how you know how much further the Mavericks can go uh, with this young court as well as the Nuggets. Um, I'm I'm excited to see both of them hopefully challenge you know teams like the Lakers. Um, and I I mean I, I bet this Nuggets team is gonna be a problem. Or is going to be one of those same same way for the Mavericks, where the Spurs or the Suns were all. It always seemed there was like you're bumping into them in the playoffs, you're running into them. I feel like we could see that from this Nuggets team if it remains kind of intact and like as it's currently constructed. Um, it should be it should be interesting, interesting to watch going forward. So lucky for you to live in Denver and get to watch that, and you know, hopefully occasionally get to watch a Mavericks game. Are you able to watch Mavericks games in Denver? We, as local Dallas sites, are struggling with, like, blackouts and just, like, not being able to get any local coverage um, or games, like, broadcast on Fox Sports. We so, can get so. it.
0: We just have to buy, like, AT&T for 80 bucks a month, something crazy like that. Or I think you could do NBA TV uh, for 40 um, But it's still a lot more than I want to pay.
1: Yeah. I have mean, been having to do a bunch of – uh the free streams, whether it may be, you know, legal or not, but, uh, <laughs> Just yeah, in air quotes, guys, their air quotes, guys,
0: there are air quotes
1: around the legal. Right. Quote, unquote. Yeah. You just gotta, you just gotta know a guy. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. I know right. a
2: guy. I gotta, I gotta, I got a free stream guy. <laughs>
0: right. Oh man. That's uh. so <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just kind of tough for us. And, and, uh, we'll have to maybe send us your stream guy. We'll we'll talk later off pod. Um, people
1: are your People. <laughs>
0: um, so, I think one last question before we actually get into more of like the the pregame stuff. So, the Nuggets lost Jeremy Grant in the off season, and he was an integral part of their playoff run last in the you know past few years. Um, and uh, <clears throat> people are starting to. Uh, see how much he meant to the team when the Nuggets are losing the way they are um, he was apparently one of their better defenders and they also lost like a, like um, a few other defenders Mason Plumlee um, among them so what do you what what do you see as the fans perception of, of losing Jeremy Grant are they saying like oh we shouldn't have let him go or are mm-hmm. they like well we'll figure it out regardless or what do you think
1: yeah, I did hear a lot of that. They were they were upset, at, you know, losing him. Like you said, he was a good part of their little bubble run. And um, I feel like now they're kind of like in the boat we were in, where you know we lost so many games, you know, by what single digits and couldn't close it out. We didn't have to it at the end to you know to shut them, to stop them, to stay ahead. Or so I feel that's kind of where they're sitting now, where they need to. I guess they're slowly got to figure out, you know, who's going to be the Where's going to be their defenders and how they're going to kind of work around losing him. But yeah, I think they were a little upset at getting rid of him.
0: And I can, man, I can tell what's kind of random. I think this past off scene is, is like players like him who could have like re upped on a good team instead mm-hmm. just jump ship completely and go to the Pistons so they can like be their own guy, make like really good yeah. money. Um, and it was one of those things like, whoa, like we all kind of thought he would just re-up and, and, and re-sign there. Yeah. So that was super random, I feel like, just from the
1: outside looking in. Yeah, um, it was a good role player you know, with the team. But like you said, you want to go make your name as, you know, the guy or, you know, somewhere else. You don't want to be, you know, the couple guys notches down.
0: Yeah, and and he's basically like the fourth guy in, in – Den- maybe the fourth guy in Denver behind, um, you know – Jokic, Murray, Porter, um, but I think what what's interesting is how the 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 way that these two, the Mavs and the 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 Nuggets are losing right now. The Nuggets lost Jeremy Grant and a lot of their defense, so they're trying to like figure out, scramble where that defense comes from, what players are going to step up on offense, and and kind of how what their identity looks like. The Mavs they made it a point to get better defensively but it seems like a lot of these losses are just because they can't, they can't get their shots the way they normally do. Their offense isn't, you know, as uh, efficient as they would like. So they're kind of going through an identity crisis of their own where like we're adjusting to this new defensive style where, and we're also trying to, you know, get our dang shots in. Yeah. Um, So I just think it's kind of interesting, like, like, this is a weird season anyway, but I feel like those kind of, that's what those two teams are going through right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh yeah, like you said, we... <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, what? Yeah, like you said, we were, I, I like that you say we're trying to, like we were, you know, offense happy. We are what, like record breaking, you know, offensive numbers. And now we're like, we've got to focus on the defensive side, but without losing out on our, Offense that we had, so they're just trying to find that middle ground, and they're kind of on the opposite end, or I guess they're about on the same boat as us too. You know, trying to not mess up with their offensive chemistry yet keep the that defensive toughness.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're trying to sort that out, and and that's kind of where we're leading to in these this this game on on Thursday, Ooh. where uh, I I just think that. I'm really curious. Uh, as a Mavs fan, it's just been kind of tough to see, like us lose to like the the Hornets, the Bulls, um, team like teams that we feel like we should we should beat, mm-hmm. um, and then you know completely destroy the Clippers, like annihilate them like no other team has, and then like have a great game against the Miami Heat. So we have. I, you know we have a lot to build off of as we you know we beat the the, the Rockets um, recently. So I'm just I'm I, I think it's really important for the Mavs to figure out how to balance the defense with a strong offense before KP gets back. So Bruce. as soon as he hops on the court, like we're already like humming like a like a finely tuned athletic machine.
2: Yeah. Some fun, some fun things to point out. I've been I've been looking at um kind of comparing Mavs and Nuggets. The Nuggets are actually are ranked third for offensive rating so far this season, but they are 29th in defensive rating. Um, so they're very much kind of in that position that the Mavericks were in last year of we're going to score 120 points, but we might give up 121. Um, and they're actually actually their net rating is worse than the Mavericks this season. Um, they're, like, on average, they're scoring about, like, 0. 0.9 points, so their rating is 0. 0.9 points higher than their defensive rating. Anyways, the Mavericks, on the other hand, we are 14th in offensive rating, uh, but we are 11th in defensive rating with, like, a difference of about, like, 2- 2.6 points. So, like, we have – I think we have improved our margin somewhat. That Clippers victory, I think, may is maybe skewing those numbers a little bit. Uh, just a tad because we we've also lost a couple games by about 20 points but we won a game by 51 um so so we've definitely seen yeah that that defense has stepped up even though we're three and four and we've had some disappointing games the defense has shown up in a way that we never saw really last Mm -hmm. year it's just um yeah you're hoping that you know Lucas starts shooting a little bit higher than 12% from three um, as well as some of the other guys around on the road. I mean, I think most everyone on the team is, is hovering around like 30% from three, which is not, it's not where we want to be as a, as a shoot, uh, a shoot first, ask questions later kind of team. Um, but- That's
1: what Maxie's for.
2: <laughs> <laughs> maxi i saw on i saw on mass twitter earlier this week maxi i believe has attempted 21 or like 22 shots this season and all but one of them has been a three-point attempt mm-hmm. um like Why? the dude is the um uh, i mean
0: he, he's leaning into that 3D. 3 and d.
2: he's leaning into the three and d role heavily i
0: think I think they they made it a point after the shooting slump that he had against the Clippers to be like, "Hey, we would have won a lot of those games if you hit, you know, a lot of those shots." And he just he didn't come up big for us. So I think the staff believes in him, and they're just like, "Hey, man, you got the green light. Just just shoot that thing. Start calling you everybody. You know, do your <laughs> little hand thing." Bones are
2: stirring and he is he is, he is shooting. Yeah, he is Perfect. shooting. Forty-six percent from three to start the season.
0: Oh yeah, let's go!
2: He's pouring it on.
0: Yeah, and 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 I think that that's that's the kind of bench production you want is is right. like when you have like, I mean, he started last against, game. Yeah, but, against
2: the against against uh, against uh, the, Rockets. the Rockets, it was it was a starting lineup production.
0: You know, I I think that. The, th- there's a lot of like pieces that aren't as familiar with each other in our bench unit um, in the Brunson and the uh, trigger Trey Burke. And then you got um, <laughs> Maxi and uh James Johnson, like all these different guys. I think like if we can get that on point together, like th- that'll be like running away with games type stuff. Like when we have like a five point lead now, it's a 25 point lead. Like that's a, Something I think we
1: should be looking out for. We had what Hardaway dropped like eight threes off the bench.
0: Oh my goodness! What a stud! Yeah. he's he's stepping up big time, and, and I think I don't know. There's a lot to be excited about. I I like, I think we need to, um, <clears throat> as Mavs fans, continue to get used to us playing like more defensive basketball, um, and and just adjust our what we're looking yeah. for.
1: The offense is there, so like I mean,
0: the shots are there. Yeah, Just need to knock them down.
1: They're they're um, going to go in. It's I feel like we're on that. Who who was it? That Jay Rich little spin around the rim ball. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like eventually the shots are going to uh, drop. Uh, well,
2: uh, yeah, and I've 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 made several like underreaction kind of statements early in the season. Uh, there there has been plenty of reason to be. Uh, disappointed i think in the start uh everything has to be taken with like our second best player is injured our second best player is injured yeah. like i have to it's almost yeah. become a mantra that being said this team as currently constructed and with luca Doncic leading it like there's no reason you can't win a good number of games especially against a team like charlotte or against the bulls obviously the bulls game we didn't have luca we didn't have our two best players uh but yeah you do you do hope to see more of that from Tim Hardaway um, and, and see those guys kind of step up and find their role, whether it's on the bench, whether it's on the starting lineup. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see, to see Rick experiment a little bit more. Um, and we kind of, we kind of saw a similar situation. A lot of Mavs fans pointing this out, Tim Hardaway kind of exploded last year when he was injected into the starting lineup. Like he started the season on the bench, and kind of floundered there didn't really find his role wasn't like the spark plug we needed him to be and then finally it was like okay you're in the lineup and that's when he started dropping you know ran in 40 percent from three and you know averaging you know 15 to 18 20 points a game with luke and jp um so maybe the reverse can be true for this season where having him on the bench like i saw several fans saying like six man of the year campaign starts now like let's go THJ uh and I know I kind of took the reins of the pod twitter and just pointed out that THJ last season had some frighteningly similar stat lines to a Mavs like icon in Jason the Jet Terry from like the 2010-2011 season um so there's a lot there's been a lot of like hoopla I think in Mavs circles like to start the season the sky is falling like we suck like Dwight Powell is trash like all kinds of discourse around how the end is nigh like we're three and four um, and this definitely like i feel like that that discourse could start right back up if we kind of lay a goose egg against the nuggets if we play them heads up and we beat them or we win by 10 like you're gonna have plenty of people saying okay like all is solved we're good like willie collie's time in the starting lineup everything's fixed Um, but yeah, what are, what are you guys hoping for? I mean, obviously we hope for a W against the Nuggets tomorrow. What specifically would you guys like to see from the Mavs? If there's a specific player you want to see, you know, kind of showcase, uh, and have a good game. Um, what beyond just like, just get that W. What beyond that do you want to win? You can't, we know KP will not be in the lineup tomorrow, so you can't say you can't say uh, KP. Um, it's days away. I saw earlier. I think Brad Townsend tweeted out like a statement from Rick Carlisle saying like it is a matter of days or games before we'll see KP. Um,
0: Does days mean like less than like seven days? Like less than a week? Is that is, like, can we determine? I like, think so speculate? because
2: because like a week ago he mentioned like it's a matter of like weeks or a matter of like. You know, a sh- so it's been kind yeah. of – you can infer from that, like, yeah, it's probably five to six days, like two to three games maybe. Um,
0: okay, I got mine. I got mine. I don't, I don't okay. know what I want. So I want a – I want Boban to score 32 points Ooh. and just come in to, de- like, to take – to tell Denver, hey, you got worse defensively, well, Bobon's going to – do some more damage. That's I want because he hasn't okay. really played this season. I want him to have a game.
1: So, man, I wasn't upset at that big lineup. I kind of hope that they keep it going this game too. You know, we got to keep up with Jokic. He's a big guy. Millsaps out there. They Michael Porter Jr. You know they.
2: Yeah.
1: They like I think they, they were run good some size game. at you. Yeah, so I I wasn't mad at that.
2: Okay, some more. Some more Willie, some Willie, some free Willie, and some some Maxi on the starting hashtag lineup. Free
0: Willie. free Willie,
2: I mean, he's been freed. The shackles are off. He's he's in the starting lineup, and I think, I think, he'll probably be there tomorrow night. Like, I mean, why? If it don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know.
0: Yeah, he'll he'll probably be there until KP comes back. Is my guess mm-hmm. um, because I'm thinking that. Uh, Rick is starting to realize more than just that. I think that Luca needs some help defensively in the starting unit and adding uh, Maxi and uh, Willie, I think is a huge, huge bump in that, in that department. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. What about you, Andrew? Mm. What are you looking for?
2: Um, gosh, it's, so I, I think similar to what you were saying about like getting some bench production, um, like getting, uh, we know, I believe Trey Burke will be actually be out tomorrow night. Um, so I, I I've started out the sea, season saying like, I mean, being, we were really high on Josh green and Tyrell Terry, the two rookies that we drafted. Um, I would love to see a little bit more playing time for either of them. Yeah. Um, Especially, especially Josh Green, given some of like the defensive struggle or like the rebounding struggles, especially I, I will go out on this limb. I, I am not a Dwight Powell hater, but if, if Josh Green picked up some of Dwight Powell's minutes coming off the bench, I would not be mad. Um, I, I understand like, and this, this is kind of a trend with Rick where the younger guys, like until they prove themselves or until they kind of get their feet wet and kind of established in the NBA, he's pretty reticent to give them free reign. I mean, we saw that with Luca and a little bit with, with Dennis Smith Jr. Um, and Jalen Brunson is just a different breed. You know, he's in his third season, but he's, he's got a head on his shoulders, like, like a 30 year old veteran. Um, but I, I'd like to see, some more playing time for not just Josh Green, but also like Wes Owundu coming off the bench. Um, some of those more athletic, like even three and D guys who are just going to start. And hopefully if we can, I feel like if we're seeing time from Josh Green, uh, it's a blowout win for us, or it's a blowout loss for us either way. If, he, if he's playing, okay. it's garbage minutes time. Um, that was, that was one of the most exciting things about the Clippers game. Was being like, oh, we're up fifty. Like all fourth quarter is Josh Green, Tyrell Terry, <laughs> Nate Hinton. It's the whole. It's the whole like freshman squad is the whole running draft out class. There. So, Yeah, the whole draft class send out the JV team. Like, let's go. So hopefully we can we can embarrass the Nuggets similarly. and We can just give the whole second half to uh, to the, to the young guns. You know, that's my yeah. that's my that's my pie in the sky dream for tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, but part of that is like, hey, like maybe like they've earned it. And maybe Rick's like, hey, like you guys are ready for this moment against like the bench unit of the Nuggets. Like that would mm-hmm. to me that would be like already in like what the seventh game of the season? That's awesome. Like, let's go. Like, you know, they're 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 taking it to like one of the Western one of the best teams in the Western Conference. So yeah. I think that would be so cool us as, as a Mavs fan to see our young guys out there. Um, but uh I think uh is there anything else that we need to hit on uh before we head out or anything we're missing, Tito? Uh-huh. Oh, I will say this. I'll say this one one thing. I wanted to thank the Denver Nuggets for a bet that I won um with my wife. Uh they were playing the Spurs in the playoffs, and I said, I bet the I bet the Nuggets win the win this series. Like I'll I'll bet and, and, <laughs> and she's like they're not gonna win. Then, then, like, she's just like making fun of their name or whatever. Like, she like, <laughs> um, I'm like they're gonna win. I'm telling you, they're gonna win. And uh, long story short, like, the winner of the bet got to pick. Like, I got, I got to make her watch Nacho Libre, which she's not a fan of. So that was so worth it. I think <laughs> I think that's the last time we watched Nacho Libre like together, is because we, because I won that bet. um But I'll just say that that that's kind of what I'm what I'm ending on. What, what do you guys have?
2: You gonna you gonna take another bet with your wife for tomorrow night's game?
0: Uh, no, she knows better than to bet with me. I think <laughs> she does she, she like if I win that bet. I'll be watching like you know Hallmark movies for like another you know, <clears throat> month or so. so yeah, just... just
2: just give her give her give her odds. You know, <laughs> like you get to win one if you get it right. You win one movie. If she gets it right, she gets three movies. That's... That's how odds. I've had to
0: do it. I've had to like, you know, I have to like, you know, add like six or seven movies to what if, if I lose, but you know mm-hmm. you have to you have to compromise uh, sometimes. So uh what so what do you guys think? Anything else before before we dip out?
1: Um, I saw one thing I know uh what Ben, your boy, James Johnson, we were about, like seven games in now. Uh, I saw a little stat he's got two texts, two flagrants, and one ejection. <laughs> That's um. That's the toughness we needed right there.
0: Yes, sir. That and is. I believe in the last pot, I called him a a flagrant fowler. Like that's, you know, he's in there to to bring some hurt. Who okay. let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a great.
2: <laughs> he is definitely definitely goon status. Oh achieved.
0: man, he's like yeah, king mm-hmm. of the goons. Speaking of goons, what you got, goon?
2: Um, not not much heading into tonight. I, I did have a thought, and I, I tweeted this out the other day. Uh, not to like, I feel like Dwight Powell gets some un some unneeded focus early 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 on. But when KP returns, let's say let's say Willie Cauley starts going forward until he until he returns in a couple of games. That pushes Willie to the bench. Does Dwight Powell get minutes in the rotation? Um, how regularly, and does he does he merit like minutes in the rotation um, once, especially once KP comes back? Because like it's hard to argue with. I mean, it's it's a small sample size, seven games. He's coming off an Achilles injury. Like I don't want to judge him um based solely on that uh, but he's i mean he's near the bottom of our team and like player efficiency rating not getting it done on the on the on the boards not getting it done defensively he's not and on, on offense really like that's kind of like dorian finney is a threat from three-point range maxi kleba is a threat from three-point range josh richardson and and tim hardaway jr are threats from three-point range Dwight Powell is his, – his biggest threat was being a lob threat, and that's kind of been taken away from him. So do you foresee minutes, like regular rotation minutes for Dwight Powell when KP comes back, or do you feel like for the benefit of the team, he, he, he takes kind of that leadership from the bench kind of role? Um, what do you guys think? I feel like that's the issue du jour – for Mavs fans everywhere, is just, like, focusing on on Dwight Powell. But um, I feel like it has to be mentioned um, or at least, like, thought
1: about.
0: What do you think, Tito?
1: Um, I feel like at first he will just because, like, I mean, I think you guys touched on this before, uh, previous pods, where he's been there forever. You know, he knows the system. So, I guess he's he, – He's got the smarts. He may not have the athleticism he used to have, but so until you know we can get our other bench guy or any, somebody else, you know, to come up. Like you said, Colley Stein's taking his lobs away, and he's he's not he's not getting the threes. And so I think it. I think they might slowly start to work him out because he's. I think he's got the smarts aspect of it, but the athleticism isn't quite there yet, or quite what it was. So I think they might slowly wean him out of there.
0: Yeah, like you said, like his his lob threat was like the his biggest uh, asset in his you know his toolbox or whatever. So if he was not- the most
2: he was the most efficient <clears throat> scorer in the NBA for I believe three years running at the rim. He was the most efficient scorer at the rim in the entire the entire NBA. Um, it's
0: and I think like Rick believes in him and he knows that he has the, everything that he needs mentally to be a really good player. Um, I think a lot of this is just coming back from the injury. Um, I think he'll probably still play with the bench unit, um, but he'll be there to kind of be like a steadying force for them and and kind of like – because there's a lot of times with the bench unit, it's just like maybe Brunson and, you know, a bunch of guys that aren't as familiar with the team, you know. And uh, I can see him like being there to kind of like – you know, anchor those young guys in and kind of like, Hey, like this is what our assignment is and and all that. Um, I I don't see him being completely phased out because again, like with all these new players, you need to have people on the court that know, um, know what to do. So um, I think we'll see. Um, That's kind of where I'm at. Okay. But that's, that's fair.
2: So I just really need, I really need us to win against Denver. I just need us to get above 500. Like, we need to get above 500 so Mavs fans can calm down. I feel like if we get above 500 and just like maintain that going forward and start to build on that, Mavs fans can just like cool it a little bit. But as long as we're still like three and four, like two and three, one and two, like as long as we're kind of behind the eight ball here, you're going to have so many Mavs fans with ants in their pants just like unwilling, unable to like, I mean, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of stressed. I'm a little antsy about this. Like I want to see us, you know, play like, like the top four seed we believe we are. Um, It's just hard to envision that when we're still at three and four. Um,
0: Yeah. And I think like some of these games, we should definitely win like against Charlotte, but again, like Charlotte got a lot better in the off season, adding all the pieces that they did, scary Terry's and, and they beat the nets like the second game of the season something like that um and the, and they were shooting lights out and we didn't make any of our shots that game the Bulls lost, you know we Luca was resting I think so that that's tough for our guys to beat like a Bulls team without two of our best players so I think that you'll see Luca periodically rest against like teams that aren't like, if we get an L against the Eastern Conference, it's not as big of a deal. Um, whereas if we get a, an L in the Western Conference, like, yeah, that could be standings related, you know? Um, so I think I'm, – I'm glad they at least gave Luka a chance to rest after that big uh, – the big win before. Um, but um, I think that's everything. If uh, I think we hit everything. And I just wanted to, to thank – Tito cousin Tito for coming on with us is uh, something that I wanted to do for a while. And, and I just happened to realize like, Oh yeah, we paid Denver on Thursday. We should probably. Do that. <laughs> so I was like, I, if you're, if you're a Mavs
2: co- fan in exile somewhere else, mm-hmm. like let us know. Us up. You can hop Hit on the up. pod uh, and we can talk, you know, Mavs Celtics or, or. Um, MFFL you know.
0: and enemy territory. Yeah thing we're gonna to try to do um but yeah was, um we were actually just talking about cobra kai and then i realized like oh crud like the we play the nuggets that's crazy we should probably have you on for the pot so like um it's multi-talented again oh my gosh he's <laughs> he's in everything, I do everything. Um, he dabbles so he's a renaissance he man dabbles um so just uh we'll we'll uh send uh uh, we'll put out his his info. You can follow him. What's your what's your Twitter uh, follow?
1: Uh, I got Gonzilla underscore eighteen.
0: Nice. Follow him at Gonzilla underscore eighteen. We've been buckets and beyond. The goon was with us as always. Thank you for hopping on such short notice. Um, and you can follow us at buckets and beyond on Instagram and at buckets beyond on Twitter. Guys, we're so hyped for this season and 2021. We have we have a whole lot more crazy, awesome pods coming your way. Stay locked in, and we can't wait to hear from you guys. Thanks for listening. Adios. jesus Peace.